It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box. The show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Monday, September 9th. The LA Galaxy had zero games this weekend, but lots of stuff went around the Western Conference. And, of course, the Galaxy getting ready for a midweek matchup against the Colorado Rapids. Uh, that very well could move them into second, third place, or uh, or could see them stay right now outside the playoffs in the eighth position. So a lot of fun, interesting things to talk about, a lot of interest surrounding the LA Galaxy. And as you may have noticed, or maybe you didn't notice, uh, not in the studios, Mr. Kevin Baxter, this week. Uh, Kevin's on vacation, so in order to uh, fill that seat, which can be oh so hard to fill, uh, we found the tallest guy we could possibly find. We also found the guy who was absolutely not on Twitter. Um, so please welcome back to the show, and uh, hasn't been on for a while, Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Larry, how's it going, buddy? Hi, Josh. Thanks for thanks for saying I'm the tallest. I'm not the widest to fill this seat. No, this, uh, seat, no, absolutely. I, I'll, I'll keep my lips sealed about who that is, Eric. Uh-huh, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure being invited back on the best podcast in the galaxy. Oh. Can I get an amen? Sorry. A- amen. An amen oh, I love, I love in the it. comments. Amen in the comments. I like it. I like your enthusiasm already, too. You're already, you're you're amped up. I don't know if... Well, I just drank a large Diet Coke, so it's all the caffeine is kind of built up in me, so... I understand. I understand. It makes some sense. You were also out of training today, so we're going to want to talk about that, and we have a whole bunch of, uh, of, of quotes from that that we can talk about and sort of see where the galaxy are, and I think, you know, maybe one of the... I don't know if it's something to highlight or if it's something not to highlight, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic not talking to the media. Um, no, he uh, he uh, played a, he, he played a mute today as he walked by. I, I was not aware that he did not plan to speak. It was kind of disappointing. And oh well, when he doesn't want to speak, he doesn't want to speak. That that's how it works. Uh, yep. Absolutely, how it works. So I mean, you certainly can't walk up to him and threaten him to talk. It'll probably <laughs> uh, you know whittle you down to size. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't work. That no. doesn't that doesn't work. So no, all all interesting things. Oh, by the way. I kind of see whenever he gets like this before games, that usually means he's more locked in and focused. Yeah. And so with six games remaining on the LA Galaxy schedule, uh, six games that'll be get played in 26 days, by the way, uh, with six games remaining, uh, maybe maybe he's just locked in. Maybe he's in focus mode, which uh, certainly could be the case for uh, for Mr. Ibrahimovic. Or maybe he had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. That, any of those things are possibilities. So uh, we'll certainly see that. Again, the Galaxy playing the Colorado Rapids coming up on Wednesday, September 11th, uh, coming up Wednesday, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. The game broadcasts on Spectrum. From Sportsnet, um, that's where we want to do it, and of course in uh, in Colorado at altitude. We'll talk about that game and uh, and get you ready for that game here towards the end of the show. Uh, but we wanted to start uh, first things first. Uh, still have the t-shirts going on. The the one at five times t-shirt is uh, currently up. It is on. For, it is for sale. Twenty two dollars get you the shirt. All those proceeds go to help uh, the show and, and and sort of help us uh, uh, offset any cost. Pay for Larry Morgan's parking. Um, normal stuff like that. So yeah, please. Thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars. I know it was. A lot, I I know there are people who spent a lot more money than you, by the way. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you did well. For I mean, the, I almost turned around when I didn't have the park and I said, "No, I'm here. I'm going to watch the game." And it was well worth it. It was, and you well did a, you did a great it. job filling in for me, who was uh, who was told if I left, I would probably have to look for another wife. And so you know, as uh, as as we said at my wedding, and as we often say in my house, two is enough. 
two wives is enough, and that's a, that's so enough for me. So you officially are moved in, uh, well, or eighty percent moved in. Eighty, but we still got boxes to unpack. Okay. But yeah, we're getting there. Boxes that you didn't know were there, probably. probably. There's stuff we've moved and since thrown out. So that's always nice when you when you pay to move it and then th- then throw it out when you get there. So uh, always interesting. But again, go over to uh, cornerofthegalaxy.com, click the shop button right there, and you help uh, support the podcast the, and the website and all that fun stuff. So uh, please do that uh, when you can. The other thing I want to highlight again is the LA Galaxy podcast schedule coming up, um, or the Corner of the Galaxy podcast schedule, I should say. Um, We have shows coming up, obviously, on Monday. We have Thursday, but the one that we're still highlighting right now, September 26th, the Thursday live show, uh, is our 700th show. So we're trying to put some stuff together for that. So we will see uh, what that ends up being. And there's still a possibility that we do another live show somewhere before the end of the season or possibly even during the playoffs. So uh, keep that at the the tip of your tongue or uh, clear off some dates on the weekends maybe uh, coming up once the LA Galaxy get to the playoffs. You know, that really is amazing. 700 shows. Yeah, and... I, I mean, when, when you started this, could you ever have imagined going to 700 shows? No, no, no. I mean, the, after the first one, I was like, okay, that's done. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, well, they're never going to ask us to want, do anymore. Somebody else want to do this, you're more than welcome. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, I, mean, I mean, it's fantastic that you've had the drive and the passion to keep doing this over the years. It, it's uh, it's ludicrous sometimes. I, I agree. I definitely I'm think sure your wife thinks that. No, absolutely she does. Um, I'll say this, that uh, I happen to know how many shows I've done of those 700, and the answer is 700 because nobody else does them unless I do them, um, which, is, which is kind of a fun thing to be able to say I've been on every single episode of Corner of the Galaxy and I've never missed one. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, so it's fun, but yeah. Um, doing 100 shows a year, uh, a little over 100 shows, like 102, 105 shows, something like that. Uh, basically two shows a week, and we average two shows a week throughout 52 weeks. It's, it's pretty good. Now, how, how often have, have, have you done these shows, and there have been times when you didn't want to do them? Oh, where you it really weren't inspired to do them, but you just got through it. And that, I mean, that's the mark of somebody who's really dedicated to his profession is to, is to somehow push through when times are tough. When yeah. I, I've been sick. I've had fevers. I've had the flu. I've canceled shows because I, I haven't. I wasn't yeah. feeling good too. I'm not going to say that uh, I'm a saint or anything like that. Um, I wasn't. Uh, it happens. I mean, certainly, and it happens whenever the galaxy aren't playing particularly inspiring. Like you want to sit there and you want to say uh, you really like want to talk about this. Year. Yeah, last year, last year, wow, uh, or or the year before that, 2017, before, right? Before, I mean, sure. all that. Although those were ended up actually being different, interesting years for the reason that they were train wrecks. Um, so all of those things sort of combine to, to usually there's something I can find interest in. And whenever the music starts and whenever the cameras are on or whenever the microphone's on and the recorders are going, there's this, you get the energy and you're like, hey, this, is, this isn't so bad. And when you're done, you feel better about it. It's like a workout. So if you have any say in the matter, there will be another at least 700 shows. I mean, I don't see. I, I told my wife at one point, I go, I want to be the guy in the press box who everybody's like, who is that guy? What does he do, and how old is he? You know, like they do with you. Uh, sure. And, and, and you know, I'm gonna, I want to be that, like, 80-year-old, 85-year-old guy who's still up there who writes a game recap for every game and publishes it on I'm the website. I'm not 85, but I'm getting close. And you're or closer. You're closer than me. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. really where it comes. But, yeah, that's, I, you know, I want to sort of be that, oh, every, don't you know who that is? That's, that's Josh Gessman. He's been here forever, and nobody knows what he does anymore. He's kind of weird. You know, that guy. So, uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll sort of be my but goal. Again, it's a fantastic a, a accomplishment and i really give you a ton of credit thank you larry well we give you a ton of credit too by the way you've been whole, you've been keeping us above water here as i've been moving and on vacation and uh with a uh with a little one on the way i have a feeling that you might have to pick up some slap in the slack in the off season too some so slap some slap too uh, i mean it's been my pleasure i mean i enjoy the writing i enjoy going down there i mean it's 
it's nothing at all for me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this that, and and I've said this before, even and I'm sure you've you've heard it on the podcast, sir. But we are we're extremely lucky to have you. You've been covering soccer in you know in in the United States, certainly in Los Angeles for such a long time. The wealth of knowledge that you bring, and and just the understanding that this sport wasn't always as stable as it is right now. I mean, is this me you're talking about? Yeah, this, that is you. Okay, I know, okay. and and. You're you're a dang wordsmith, and it drives me crazy. And I'm like, oh, it would have only taken me 1,500 words that said what Larry Morgan just put in 350 words. That's nice. I remember one time, I, th- I think I edited uh, one of your stories, and I think it was like 1,200 words, and it came out the final edition like 800 words. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was no problem editing to 400 words, but you've really improved as a writer. I mean, it's you've gotten a lot better at your own wordsmithing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. There's still, I still don't shut up just like I do on this podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah. wanted to get that through the podcast schedule. Uh, September 26, 700 shows. We'll have some stuff uh, coming out on that, and, and we'll figure out what we're doing with that exactly. Uh, but we have uh, we have large plans. Uh, we'll just see if we can make them happen. So that's what I'll sort of uh, leave you with. Let's get to the LA Galaxy's weekly schedule as we sort of clean up the beginning of the show here. Uh, The LA Galaxy uh, did train today on Monday as we're recording, uh, and then Tuesday uh, they will travel to Denver. So they will travel to Colorado, a trip I just made uh, last night coming back from Colorado. Uh, So they'll travel the two hours and ten minutes from Los Angeles to uh, Denver, Colorado, and then make it out to the game on Wednesday at 6 p.m. That game, of course, on Spectrum Sportsnet played at Dick's Sporting Goods Park, where they have uh, uh, apparently had issues with the plague around there. You heard that, right? They no. have, yeah, they have the plague. The plague is around there. It's in the prairie dogs that are around. It's in Southern California, too, and in California. People don't realize this, but yes. And and you've seen games there, right? I have seen many what's, games what's, there. Uh, what's the atmosphere like? Usually dead, because they're a very <laughs> bad team. Um, it is uh, it is uh, a Dignity Health Sports Park light. Um, they, I think they, were, they must have been designed by the same people, because they basically have all the same sort of setup, but it's just there wasn't as much. Yeah. Uh, the upper section on one side isn't there. You know, just the press. There's just again, it's light, and it was built out in the middle of nowhere. Whenever they built it in Commerce City, which is about I, I'm gonna guess, and people who live in Colorado probably will tell me, but I'm guessing it's about 15 or 20 minutes from downtown, which isn't a horrible. Amount. Not bad at all. Not not like FC Dallas or yeah, which is 45 minutes in Frisco, or Chicago. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. And Bridgeview, which yeah. is very hard to get to, even though it's probably only 25 minutes from downtown too. Don't yeah. they? The so Chicago it, people complain. But that's a hard Drive. It is it's a hard drive, drive. For, for that. So, um, but it's just out there. Now they're starting to build houses actually in fairly close proximity to it. Um, and so there's stuff that's starting to move. And it used to be sort of in an industrial park, and there's still an industrial park, but there's houses across the street not too far. So it's still a pretty sprawling complex. Actually, again, much like it is at Dignity Hill Sports Park, you know not as many fields. This. Yeah, well, I've been there a bunch. Again, the only team I've watched probably more than the LA Galaxy is the Colorado Rapids. <laughs> and my, are you proud of that? Uh, no, because they're horrible <laughs> games. I'm trying to take my son, I take my son who lives in Colorado to Rapids. Games because those are the ones that uh, that you know he can go see and I want to. Now is he a Rapids fan or a Galaxy fan? He would tell you that he's a Galaxy fan, okay, okay. which Just which want to make sure. Which I think I've had my influence on. Um, however. I told him that when he's there, you we should you you should be cheering for the Rapids because you're unless they're playing the Galaxy, that's that's your team that you should do. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know that he loves it, but he had fun the last time we went. So, you that's know, good. he's starting to get a little more into it. But anyway, uh, so that's what it is. They'll return back from Colorado on Thursday, September twelfth. Uh, train on Friday and Saturday, and then a game on Sunday. Sporting Kansas City coming up on Sunday, September fifteenth, at seven p.m. kickoff time. Uh, there at the end of the uh, the week. Those are always fun. It's Sunday a, it's at seven. It's another busy busy week for these guys and sometimes I feel a sore for them but hey they're, they're professionals suck it up get your butt out there 
practice, play. Yeah, that's what they're going to have to do here for the foreseeable future. Like we said, six games, 26 days, one game every 4.33 days. Um, So there's a ton of games here from here on out until the very end of the season. They're uh, 10 days they had off between games this last time. That's the last break they have uh, until even after the playoffs. It's going to be, I think there's an international break right after the playoffs are over or right right after the regular season is over. There's an international break and then it's right into the playoffs. Um, So it's going to be a sprint here to the finish and then possibly even into the playoffs for the LA Galaxy. And speaking of those playoffs, going to be very interesting with the one-off uh, system that's uh, being uh, introduced this season. Yeah. Personally, I like the home-and-home. Home. It's, fu- it's fun. You, you give your team a chance, but this almost like a sudden-death thing, it's kind of brings a real dynamic element to it. Yeah, I think it brings that element to it. I also think, um, you know, it's more of a reward in the regular season for having the better uh, schedule. I'll say that and this... No, and no reseeding e- either. Yeah, yeah, and no reseeding. So you're not reseeding those... those. Th- so there's basically a straight playoff format or a straight table format that just carries through from the very beginning all the way to the end, which I think they're going to regret. I think the reseeding would have been the proper thing to do to give everybody the biggest I can see that, sort sure. of thing. But anyway, um, yeah, looking at all that. So the playoffs are an unknown this year and certainly uh, an unknown in terms of how that's going to happen, how that's going to work, whether or not the home teams are going to have the advantage. I mean, we've seen that in one-off playoffs before that the home team doesn't necessarily have the advantage, but um, there's there's reasons that they probably will in this particular case. So um, finishing as high as you can is usually the best thing that you can do in these and I know that sounds sort of simple but um, you know the Galaxy finishing 2 or 3 is pretty good the Galaxy actually finishing 6 or 7 is a good finish for them as well to be on the other side of the uh, the bracket as LAFC so that way there is a Western Conference final meeting which is I think if, if, if we're being honest our, the dream matchup there is for that LAFC be, that LA would be Galaxy. incredible that yeah. would be off the charts that would be Real Madrid Barcelona that would be but they're going to need the to find the Manchester teams the, the North London derby um, you know Arsenal against Against that T team, Sophie, that T team. <laughs> That's right, the Tottenham team. Um, right. No, I mean, you know, in, in my mind, eventually that game, a playoff game of that caliber, gets moved to a bigger stadium because there's just there's too many people who want to see it. Um, maybe that's not fair. Maybe people wouldn't like that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, would I, would I would you go to the new Inglewood Stadium and have sixty five thousand people there? Sure, why um, not? As, that, lo- as long as you don't have to pay for parking. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It's it's still it's still Los Angeles. Uh, so anyway, so uh, that's sort of where you look at the playoffs and how that goes. Now, uh, going back and and here's the big deal is is I think the theme for this this is as was stated by the players themselves in sort of a confused fashion from what I'm reading from the quotes. But the theme is we have six games remaining and we're focused on all six of them, but not really Colorado first. It's like a six game final. Yeah. Um, And I I agree with that. And I agree having that mentality. I think you almost have to, especially where they sit right now, eighth place, one spot out out of the final playoff spot. This is the way you have to look at it. I mean, of course, they also say one game at a time. I think Scalotto said we can't just focus on one game. It's, It's six games. But these these are really they're must wins, yeah, and the first must win is well. See, okay, don't well, don't use or, it or or must results or should win <laughs> or should win. That's where it comes is is yeah. it should win because you're not in the must win sec. I mean, not yet. I I can certainly see a scenario where the LA Galaxy lose to Colorado and still make the playoffs, and and it's not a great scenario. I don't think that's where you want to go. If you're the Galaxy, you want to you want to win all of these. But the thing about Colorado game is that we know the Galaxy are going to be shorthanded, um, certainly with international call ups. And if you watched any of the games over the weekend, uh, why MLS did you make us watch that crappy soccer over the weekend? Whenever they're like all these internationals are gone, Seattle ended up losing to the Colorado Rapids, um, and that was a game where Seattle I think was missing ten or eleven players to international call-ups and, and everything else. So I just keep asking myself why MLS 
keeps playing during the international breaks when all the other top leagues in the world have the break off. Yeah. Why does MLS keep doing it? Well, well, they tried to fix it this year, and yet they still sort of did it. And again, it's not all on... Um, well, I mean, it's all on MLS, but you know, some of these teams chose to play during these times as well. Now, that meant a congested schedule other times if they don't play these games. And with the congested schedule already this year because they moved everything forward, um, you're sort of seeing the result of this, which is you're going to, you know, teams got screwed. They absolutely did. And they did. There, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you know, Seattle is not as bad as they, as they looked against Colorado. I also don't think they're that good. But at the same time, um, Seattle, you know, looked totally outmatched by Colorado, and that—that's just not—that's not how that should happen. It could happen even with full strength, but it's unlikely that that happens if Seattle has um, all of their players. So uh, the Galaxy right now, now, now GBS came out with an update uh, telling us basically Giancarlo Gonzalez, Larry, you were there. He people, was at training today. People was at training, so we got him. So uh, he's already back, and he's expected to play. So that's not a problem. And Zlatan and, also is expected to play. He's had a sore Achilles, but uh, Scloto said he's fine and he's ready to go. Right. So. Even even though he lost his voice. Even though, uh, yes, <laughs> even though he, he, he's decided not to talk. Um, so uh, the, the players that are still up in the air on the international duty side of thing are Jonathan Dos Santos, Aurel Antuna, uh, Seb- Sebastian Legette, and Rolf Felcher. Now, uh, Guillermo came out today and told us uh, and told Larry and the rest of the reporters that were there. I don't want to say us as if I was there. I don't want to take credit for Larry's hard work. But uh, that Rolf Felcher and Aurel Antuna will be flying from their prospective international duties directly to Colorado to meet the team on Wednesday morning uh, from everything that GBS has sort of um, intimated through his uh, quotes and what he's saying it sounds like he's planning on playing without Jonathan Dos Santos and Sebastian Legette right now but will Antuna and Felcher fly coach or first class they're gonna fly, I think they fly first class I mean I think so too I mean I would certainly hope it's so. not a charter issue so you can mm-hmm. buy them first class tickets so you get them nice and comfortable and depending on how many minutes they play with both Mexico and Venezuela and Rolf Felcher by the way sometimes doesn't play for Venezuela at all so I mean you could definitely see Rolf coming in and, and playing uh, that's see venezuela plays in tampa florida so not a ridiculously long way um but still away um it's it's not super close uh mexico will be in san antonio which is close to to denver so that's not a big flight there that's a hop skip and a jump it is it's a pretty quick one um probably like an hour and 10 an hour and 15 minutes something like that something like that yeah um so that one happens uh if sebastian legit was going to fly from st louis that's not a huge jump either so that's that's, that's a car ride yeah it, it can <laughs> just, be it's, just, a, it's yeah. not a fun car ride no, but it's a no. car ride it's a car ride yeah um so if you look at those i mean i still hold out in my mind at least some hope that sebastian legit and jonathan dos santos will still be available because of their locations but all depends on minutes played yeah, I wonder if Scalotto has talked with the various head coaches and instructed them, don't go beyond this number of minutes for these games, especially with the importance of these games coming up on the Galaxy schedule. I wonder if he has some kind of a prearranged agreement. Who knows? I would hope so, but I've hope so been too. hoping that, and I just don't. It seems, you know, I saw a video of Sebastian Legette training today with the U.S. men's national team, and, you know, it's sort of one of those things you look at that. And and let's some, just, just hope he stays healthy. And, My and, goodness. And some of the USA players are going back to their European clubs, so they are getting released a little bit early, which means that if they were going to release Sebastian Legette early, we would have heard about it, and so he's not getting released, which means he probably has a higher likelihood of playing he's now. He's probably going to start. Yeah. yeah, and so that you put all that in. So, you know, if, if Legette starts, if Jonathan Dos Santos starts, I think you probably rule them out for this game against Colorado but um, just wanted to bring that update from training that you know GBS was talking about Felcher and talking about Uriel and Tuna and whether he knows maybe that they're not either one's not playing and one is going to play limited minutes um, if that happens then those guys very well could be available for this Colorado match so a starting lineup going to be difficult to predict 
for this Colorado game just because of some of that. I think you have, you know, uh, you're hoping that you have guys like uh, Perry Kitchen, who has not been making the starting lineups and probably has some sort of injury still. Um, you're hoping maybe he's healthy enough to play because certainly you could use him in there. You could use Corona in those sp- in, p- in positions um, where he hasn't been starting and he's been coming off the bench for Sebastian Legette. So Corona sort of fits into the Sebastian Legette. Um, you know, Servando Carrasco can fill in there. I know people aren't exactly excited. You had Efrain Alvarez who could also possibly fill into one of those midf- midfields, although he would usually play for Fabio Alvarez. Um, so there's there's ways to sort of get around this and work. And how, I, how about the back line? See, I, I think the back line's an easier sort of issue it's right now. Shelvick, Polenta, Pipo. And and then either Felcher or Araujo. And yeah. I don't think you lose a ton either sure. way. And Araujo probably wants to redeem himself, so I wouldn't be surprised if Araujo starts anyway. Let's not anyway. talk about that play against Seattle. Um, so, you know, there's there's all those things. So I think the back line's an easy one. I think the midfield's a little bit harder to sort of predict and figure sure. out what's going to happen. Um, all right, so then uh, we go to another update because Ramon Allison you saw him. Um, I did not see him, but I heard he trained early, and he was—he had left training early, not injured, just left training early, went inside and worked out. But uh, I understand he did train off to the side again, and Scalotto has plans to work him out individually on Friday yep. and see where he stands. And he conceivably could get some playing time against either Montreal or Real Salt Lake in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, which is I think it might be a little soon in my mind. I'm still I'm still well, pumping I the brakes on this. I see him play more like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's going to have to be just yeah. and he has to be 100. Here's what uh Guillermo Verschelotto said at training today about Roman Alessandrini. He says uh, he's doing well. He was on the pitch last week and I think he will be working this week. Maybe Friday he'll have some minutes with me, maybe 10 days more to be ready for some minutes for Montreal or Salt Lake. I'm thinking about him in these two games. Uh, asked him whether it was important to be patient with him and uh, and Shkoloto says we need to keep calm with him because we need him back to be ready for us maybe the last four games but when he does come back he has to be 100% he's very motivated to play the last three or four games he knows the team needs him so uh, certainly, I think that's a that's sure. a reasonable thing. Uh, that's the right approach, in my opinion. You can't you can't rush this. Definitely cannot, especially with his injury history. You cannot rush him back. And and he really and Scalotto always has told us he's a very quote very important player unquote. So he's gonna. He's going to really play cautious with him, and understandably so. Yeah, he'd have to be. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played, what, since April? Uh, April, April 19th? 16th, 19th, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he had that, um, that meniscus root repair, whatever that is, yep. in his left knee, and it was quite a serious injury. And they, they originally said it wouldn't be back until September. Well, this is September, and he's just now on his way back. And I think realistically, another two weeks. It feel and maybe full time, maybe for the Houston season f- season ender. Yeah, I mean maybe. that that w- and then you know you, I, I think the Galaxy are hopeful they'll be in a playoff position and he can have an impact in the playoffs. I mean, and Roman, please stay healthy, <laughs> yeah, please. It's it's a guy who you really do root for you in root terms. For. Of, he's so likable. He is he's so talented and so likable. And and he wants to do. He's a guy and who he loves wants to the do team. Well. He yeah. loves the team. Um, so yeah, so whenever you see that, so Roman Alessandrini again on the mend, and uh, and you know GBS, it seems like I think is a little overly optimistic on when he would be back, but um, you know it's not outside the realm. I said that I thought he would play maybe three games in three games before the end of the season, you know, the, and this. It seems like, you know, I'm pretty close to that and what could happen. It might only be two games. And like you said, it, maybe a start comes in Houston if everything is still good. But we're, we're at the point with Ramon where any hiccup, any sort of swelling that he has, any sort of discomfort that he has, you have to shut it back down and sort of be like, okay, we have to stop. We're working too hard. Okay, now if, if he starts, who goes to the bench? 
in your in your opinion. I think Antuna goes to the I bench. I think so too. Which is a good deal for the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't. I don't think that hurts the Galaxy. At all. I, don't I think, think that's the problem at all with bringing uh, Antuna off the bench. He's a real spark. He is, and and he has the speed. And bringing him off the bench could really sort of change things up. So again, uh, if you start Roman, or Roman is the sub that comes in for Antuna in you know the 70th minute or something like that. I mean, that's not horrible either. Um, neither of those guys play any defense. It's a nice luxury to have. It, it would be, and it's something the Galaxy haven't really had um, in terms of, uh, of luxury. Um, so anyway, so that's where we sort of sit with the LA Galaxy with the international breaks. That's where we sit with uh, you know, the injuries and, and sort of where the Galaxy might look here in Colorado. Um, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting week because obviously the LA Galaxy currently in eighth place, and it was certainly something I raised a red flag about in terms of I thought that looking at the schedule and looking at what the Galaxy did and you know the loss to Seattle – um, at Seattle, a 4-3 loss, and, and just sort of looking down the way, I said, you know, you look at these games and knowing the Galaxy don't play this weekend and knowing that Portland does and they were playing SKC, um, all these things sort of fell into it. And I said, you know, the Galaxy could be in eighth place. I go, in fact, it's likely the Galaxy are in eighth place. And I said it on the Monday show, and then I said it again on the Thursday show, and I wasn't kidding. Um, but How yet- are you um, predicting stocks? Yeah, so no good. No okay, good. Okay. Please, I get tweets all the time. You just got lucky this one time. I get tweets all the time of people who are telling me they can predict games. And I'm like, sure you sure can. Sure you can. Yeah. Sure you can. Um, you know, I'm, I'm horrible at it. And I try to do it, you know, on... I'm probably one of the most consistent people trying to predict games. I've done 700 shows, and half of those have probably been prediction shows where I've gotten it wrong. Um, so, you know, hey, but if I get... If I was, 500 I think that would be amazing I don't think I'm anywhere near 500 I think I'm batting like 300 on these that's all right um but yeah you 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 look at these games and trying to say it but I but it looked likely that the galaxy would finish in eighth place and that's where they are now having said that and looking at the standings it doesn't feel like the galaxy are that far away from anything and in fact they're not that far away from anything whenever you look at it I mean Josh, from the second through eighth place teams are separated by what? Four points? Uh, four points right now. Seattle at 46 points, the Galaxy at 42. I mean, you talk about a fluid situation. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and with Seattle losing um, right now and, and actually having played one more game than the LA Galaxy, so the, the midweek game really does sort of happen. I think Guillermo was talking and said, hey, if we win on, on Wednesday night, we could be in third place. I asked Shelvig about about the uh, about the wild standings or the wild wild west, and he goes, "This is what MLS is all about about parity. This is just the way it is. Yeah, and yeah. it really makes it fun. It he, really does." He says, and the quote was, uh, "That's the that's what the league is all about. Every team can beat every team. That makes it tight. And you're seeing that in the Western Conference, especially. I mean, you even look at Sporting Kansas City, who is only five points behind the LA Galaxy right now in ninth place. And Sporting Kansas City has had a you know quote unquote pretty horrible season so far." Um, tons of injuries. I mean, they couldn't even dress full teams. They were dressing like uh, like 14, 15 players for games, and that was all they had because there was just nothing there. So they've been on a turn, and the Galaxy's opponent coming up next Sunday, or excuse me, this Sunday, uh, as, as we get ready, is, is a much better team now than they were at the, in the middle of the year. And so all these things can sort of tie into it. But you, you look at it, and one of these teams is going to have to drop out, and I think Eric always votes for FC Dallas, saying that they're going to drop out. I think that that's a possibility at 43 points. Um, you know, Portland, to me, with all their games at home, Larry, and you reminded me about Very that. Very dangerous. Uh, I think that they're an easily a playoff team. I keep saying that Seattle shouldn't be a playoff team, but yet they, there they are sitting in second place. I'll probably end up being wrong about that, but I don't think I'm going to be that wrong about them. Um, I think that they're going to come back and, and do that. But the rest of the teams, somebody's going to have to give if the Galaxy are going to get in. Uh, FC Dallas seems likely to be that team. Um, you know, maybe Minnesota United, who has That's been... That's the dark horse team, in my opinion. Yeah. Outside of the Galaxy, of course... 
Minnesota is the dark horse team, but they can play defense like they played against that other LA team about a week or so ago. Watch out for them. Yeah, I, I think that they can be. Uh, I think they can be a danger. Obviously, they're in third place now. You know, they're all of uh, three points better than right now. The you know the LA Galaxy. So I mean, there's nothing separating any of these teams. So I think that there shouldn't be panic. And and on the la- on one of the last shows that we talked about was you know the Galaxy shouldn't be panicking. They shouldn't be panicking. I don't. I think panic is the wrong word. I think urgent is a better word, but not panic. I mean, I'd hate to hate to use that that term for any team but just there is a sense a building sense of urgency it's not it's not a dramatic level yet but there is a sense of urgency i, I don't like to use the word panic although i think i might have written that in my notebook today <laughs> you're, like, you're like oh i used panic seven times oh nice <laughs> no i think um, it was once no probably yeah probably just once um but no I, there there shouldn't be panic but there is as you said urgency is a great word for it because that's what it is uh joe corona says it's going to be six more finals we have to play talking about the six games that they have he goes um you know play them the best we can because we know a playoff spot is at stake we have to take it one game at a time and give it our best shot the team is very confident. We know everyone is on the same page, and we have all the confidence in each other, and we're going and and we're going to be okay. So, I mean, there is that confidence. I think they need to have it. Um, it it's that confusion, though, right? Because you're thinking about all six games, but you can't play all six games at once. You have to play one game at a time, and in order to think about all six, you have to start with one. I'll be interested to see what they say if Wednesday's game does not go in their favor. I'll be interested to see what the tone of conversation is like Friday at training. Could be... Uh, could be quite a dramatic switch. Yeah, I, I mean, I think then pan, there is a little bit. I, again, I think a point is good enough to get them sort of where they need to go. So it's a point sort of, is a good result. You're like, okay, tough place to play at altitude. You get a point, great. Mm-hmm, move on. Um, and then you have home games, and and I've said it. They have three home games remaining. They have to win all three. I mean, you have to get nine points from those if you really want to want to do it. So um, that's where the main focus is. And if you can get you know some results in some of those and win a couple of those, I mean, I think they should be able to beat Houston in Houston the last game. That seems like one. But beating RSL at uh, RSL is a tough game. Beating Colorado at Colorado is a tough game. Both of those at altitude. Um, both of those are short rest games. You know, all this stuff is sort of coming. You either have short rests before, or short rests after for these games. So. All those things are, are, are difficult to sort of predict and, and see where they're going to go. But with the Galaxy right now, uh, you know, sitting about uh, just one point out of the seventh place position. So any point really helps because you're going to be taking points away from other Western Conference teams. Everything except for the game against Montreal, I think, is a Western Conference game. Um, so there's a bunch of quote-unquote six-pointers in there every single time um, whenever you look. So um, the, the interesting thing that I've been seeing, though, Larry, and it's funny because I think we started some of this, and, and certainly Sophie mentioned it, and I have too, is that we've seen this 2019 team compared to the 2012 team. And it's easy. It's an easy comparison when you look at it just on the surface, which is, oh, you know, the 2012 team did not start out great, but they got hot at the end of the year, and then they ran through the playoffs. And that is the, that is the attitude that we have on this, which is that's okay. Um, and I think if you're looking at that 2012 team and you say that this 2019 team, you have to be like, okay, you're expecting that surge at the end. Well, then I went and looked up the record of the 2012 team just because I was like, you know, we keep comparing this, but what would the Galaxy really have to do over the last six games, you know, to be more like that 2012 team? But then I looked at the 2012 team and I'm like, you know, their run didn't start six games before the end of the season. Their run started 16 games before the end of the season. As a matter of fact, the LA Galaxy in 2012 in their last 16 games, so just over halfway through the rest of the season, um, their last 16 games, their record was 10 wins, two losses, and four draws. They lost twice in 16 games down the stretch. That's Bruce Arena. That is Bruce Arena. And 
you have to look at their first 18 games where they lost 10 times. Wow. So, yeah, there was a bad start by a, the 2012 team, and that's certainly something. But we theorize it like, and, and we, we want to put it and wrap it up in a bow as if it was just this late-season run. It was not a late-season run. It was a solid second half of soccer that saw them finish in fourth place in the Western Conference with 52 points, I believe. Yeah, I just wonder about that 2012 team, but obviously they didn't make the number of changes that this season's Galaxy team made in personnel. Um, it just, I mean, this team has been so wildly inconsistent, so frustratingly inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, against LAFC, first 15, 16 minutes, they look like world beaters. And then it's like they, they turned the lamp off and flipped the switch and went to bed and just played most of the second half defending. It's just, I don't know, the inconsistency just drives us nuts. It really does. It has. You see and they have too much talent to, to they have too much talent to play like this, and it's too deep in the season to be playing like this. That, and that's sort of the that's sort of the thing. Uh, again, that 2012 team finished fourth in the Western Conference, 54 points. Um, so the Galaxy would the Galaxy basically would love to have 54 th- points. Th- that, that would mean they got 12 points. Uh, yeah, I think I did 12 math. Points. Yeah, 12 points the out of these six last six, ga- ga- six games. Now let's go back and look at 2018 because certainly people talk about 2018, and even the players said, "Hey." We got hot at the end of last year, came up just a little bit short. So but how? Don't, did, but don't bring up the season I, finale. I know. Well, that, and that was sort of the whole thing. So the <laughs> last six games in that 2018 season, the LA Galaxy finished three, two, and one, which is not a horrible record. Whenever you no. figure, figure that, okay. But the they Galaxy finished, would take that this time, though, or, well, or, this, I, or this season. I, I don't I know think if it's enough. Would. I think, yeah, true. It's it's close. Yeah, the, yeah, I could see that. Sure. Um, because they finished with 10 points in that in those last six games, but really they should have had 13 points. And those 13 points, if you give the LA Galaxy 13 points now in 2019, guaranteed they're in the playoffs. They're probably guaranteed. in the middle, a three or a four, maybe even a two, maybe a two. It all depends on how the rest of the Western Conference shakes out. Sure. But that's what you're looking at. I mean, you're looking for this team to be better than they were in 2018. And in my mind, the Galaxy played their best soccer the last six games of that season. Well, last five and a half games of that season. Five uh, and a half, yeah. Because certainly the second half yeah. against Houston on the on the closing day of the see season. I that game. Oh my goodness. Oh. Two nothing at halftime. Painful, Larry. painful, painful. Two nothing, two at, nothing half-time. at halftime. Three two loss. Uh, uh, was it three two or was it four two? It was three two. Yeah, it was three two. Three two loss. So that was it. Uh, um, I mean, you talk about dropping a bomb on a team and just ooh. oh my goodness gracious. Oh. Under Dom Kinnear. Yep. Uh, and I I remember that whenever I asked uh, after the after that game I asked Dom Canera I go you know is it is it can you put any of this in perspective that you guys really did have a good run down the end he's like I can't right now he goes you're asking me to try to think big picture here and, and we just lost the playoffs you know and yeah. the, it was like it all they had sense. to do was win and they were in that was it that was it and that was whenever there were six teams from each conference now there's seven teams from each conference I mean the Galaxy record looks like and certainly the record that they have and and the 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 teams that are playing down the stretch seem like they should be able to do something. In fact, Larry, just going by this, like if you look at these at the schedule and where you're looking at, I don't see a team that is technically better than the Galaxy. Okay, now that doesn't mean they're not going to lose games. I don't want to get uh, Josh just predicted they're going to win all six uh, last games. Which, by the way, they could. They could get 18 points, and if they, they do that, they're finishing second in the Western Conference. I'm telling you right now, um, you know, and that's a great run up to the playoffs. All that would be great. That's best case scenario. I love uh, Eric. By the way, the Hammer sent me a text, and he was like, he was going over best case scenarios for the Galaxy, like in the, these last six games. He's like, this is the best case scenario, and he comes back, and he has like a loss in there. I'm like, no, no, no. Best case scenario would then be winning all it's six unbeaten. games. Yeah. Un- I go, unbeaten, Eric. <laughs> I go, come on, that's that's not hard. I go, in worst cases, they lose all of them. I go, that's oh. That, oh. absolutely with this team. Could you count that out that they lose every single one of these games? No, no, I can't. No, 
not the way this team has been so inconsistent. No, I, I cannot. It's not going to happen. I'll go right out and say it. It's not going to happen. But no. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Don't even. Don't even say. It. There's people no. who just threw stuff at the at their at their phone or their radio while they're listening to us. Um. And they're like, don't even say it. Okay. So, uh, the Galaxy go away to Colorado, home to Sporting Kansas City, uh, home to Montreal, away to Real Salt Lake, home to Vancouver, and away to Houston. But Larry, I know you did some digging on some of the uh, the stats against these teams. Night, yeah. Although I didn't get any extra credit for it, but I did some some research. Uh, you got your parking money. What more do you want? That's true. Is <laughs> now as far as playing at Colorado since 2014, the Galaxy are three three and zero at Colorado. At Real Salt Lake since 2014, the Galaxy are one two and three, and at Houston since 2014, the Galaxy are three two and one. Now at home, against. Vancouver, the uh, Galaxy uh-huh. is three two and one since two thousand fourteen. Against Montreal, they're one zero and one. Of course, Montreal has barely played out here since two thousand fourteen. Right. But the scary one is Sporting Kansas City since two thousand fourteen. The Galaxy is one two and one at home against them. And the caveat: they haven't beaten Kansas City at home since April of two thousand fifteen. Whew! That's kind of scary. Yeah, it's one of those. And those were the, but those were the good Kansas City teams. This year's team is not nearly as good as that one was. Yeah, I think, by the way, they've been coming on. So I, it's one of those. It's like, you know, they're getting hot at the right time, and they're still technically, you know, in the playoff hunt. The only teams that are eliminated right now, by the way, from the playoffs, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, who the Galaxy play, um, and FC Cincinnati. So those are the only two that have been eliminated. Uh, there's three teams who have clinched postseason, LAFC, New York City FC, and Philadelphia Union. So two Eastern Conference, one Western Conference. And I'm guessing nobody in the Western Conference clinches another playoff off spot for at least another two or three games here. And I'd say until the last game of the season. Well, I, I think it's going to go right down to the wire. It could. I think people are going to qualify for the postseason. Where their spot is, I think, will move, but it's not going to be by much. You're right. It could come down to you know, the last couple games in, in terms of where they go. So, I mean, that's where you're sitting with this LA Galaxy team is that they have some games that on paper look winnable, but when you go back and you sort of look at the histories, there's certainly some struggles. Um, you know, playing at Colorado is not easy. We already talked about it. That's the game that really scares me. It's, it, it's the game that matters the least. I'll tell you, it really is in terms of they could lose that game and I still see them making the playoffs. It's a more difficult road. We have already yeah, said that. It's a sense of urgency builds, yeah. But you can't go like win this game True. and then lose to Sporting Kansas City. All of a sudden, the, those you really need those nine points at home. Those really need to be nine points. Now, yeah. again, could I see some combination of if the Galaxy don't lose any game? And could they get, you know, and they get, I doubt they're going to get six draws, but let's say they don't win any game or they don't lose any game and there's a mixture of draws they get to make the playoffs. I mean, if, how about if they get six ties? You think they'll make the playoffs? Six points doesn't seem like it's enough, no, does it? There no. won't be enough. And it's like, oh, well, that gets canceled out by two wins by anybody else, right? And so it's just, it's not enough points. Um, but there, you have to think that they can beat Montreal at home. I mean, that's one of those where you're like, okay, that's a, that's a three pointer. The ones that are more question marks, I mean, Sporting Kansas City should be a win. But as you said, the record against Sporting Kansas City, the team now that is SKC now and not in the middle of the season um, is a different team. So, you know, how does that sort of match up and how does that does that play? And um, the Rapids are a different team, too. The Rapids are a different team. We're going to talk about that yeah. shortly with a new head coach. So um, certainly that's that's different. Um, you know, Vancouver should be a win. There's no reason that one's not a win. And you should go to Houston and be able to win. But winning on the road is hard. And so you can't just say any of these games on the road. Three games remaining at home, three games remaining on the road. The ones on the road, you should have a lower chance of winning because they're on the road. Um, So those are probably the most dangerous of those games. Um, And really the three home games the Galaxy have should all be wins. So there's nine points there that the Galaxy should have in your mind if you can trust them to be consistent 
over these next six games. And can you just imagine if it comes down to the last game of the season at Houston and it's about 120 degrees. And they're kicking off at 1 p.m. At 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's oh. like it ends up being 3 p.m. in, but that's still not any better, um, not any in, better. in Texas. Um, that's not a good thing. So anyway, so that's, again, where the Galaxy sit. Um, that's their schedule coming up. Again, a bunch of games. You you have the schedule sort of against them and, and sort of what the stats are against these teams. Um, so there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of variability in these last six games. You can see it. And going against the Western Conference and trying to predict where anybody's going to finish right now seems you like can't, you can't. It's, it's a fool's, fool's errand. It um, is. And, and so fool's I, gold. I would say do not. I, I don't think there's any reason to panic with the Galaxy in eighth right now. You knew that. They're four points out of second it's place. It's just urgent. 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 That's what you want to say. We are see. talking about the song. We're talking about the Galaxy. Urgent. Urgent. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe Corona says, uh, we know we have very important players with national teams missing, but that's going to be a great opportunity for guys that haven't been playing as much. Uh, I think the team is prepared for coming, so I wanted to sort of cover that with him. Um, Jorgen Shelvik, I thought this was interesting. He says, I think we're in better shape now than before the break. Of course it was a tough loss in Seattle. We had a good week of practice. We're refreshed and mentally ready. So, um, he seems to sort of there. He's also on the every game now is the final. We just need to get enough points to get in the playoffs. I don't know how many games we need to win, but every game is a final for us now. That's that's an important thing. That I want it, it's the Galaxy should not be scoreboard watching right now and should not be because everything is within their reach, just within their grasp. Just worry about yourself. Just worry about the game you have coming up, the Colorado right. game, and getting three points from that one. And right. if you do that, you don't have to watch the standings. It won't matter because you'll just climb right up the standings and you'll be in it. But if you don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a peek at the standings. <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine before you go to sleep every night you look at the standings and you're like okay like, like a sideways glance Ugh. you know just <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure gbs wakes up with cold sweats thinking about you Probably. know missing the playoffs by a point uh, having to play houston and getting knocked out by houston again for the second year in a row I imagine what chris klein and dennis the closer think I oh mean, they there's some there's some squeaky squeaky bumps there's some squeaky bumps coming down here at the, at the end um let's see i'm trying to think uh he, he says uh da, 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 da. Uh, this is uh, Jorgen. He says, we finished strong last year, and hopefully we can do the same this year. Just finish the season. Better to get into the playoffs. For us, that's our goal. Win every game and get enough points. I, I like the win every game. That makes it simple, right? It finish makes with it 18 easy. points. I guarantee you're in the playoffs with, uh, with 18 more points. Um, and that would be a ton of points. Would, wouldn't that be something if they can pull that off? I mean, they have the talent to do it. When everybody is available, everybody's healthy. They have the talent to do it. Will they do it? I don't think so. They're too inconsistent, but they can do it. Here's the thing that, that again, is said. They're capable. It, 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 we say these things, and, and we look at them, and, and certainly you know, saying six, wins, you know, six games and three, three points for and getting 18 points for, for winning all six games is something the Galaxy could do. I just wonder... What is this schedule going to do, not only to the Galaxy, but to everybody? And so far, I've seen everybody... Uh, everybody has a condensed schedule down the end. This is it. I mean, everybody has really six... Some teams had seven games. Some teams have five games. But it's still a bunch of games in a very small amount of time. So what's that going to do to this race? I mean, it just... In my mind, it makes the inconsistent more inconsistent. Um, it mud If that makes sense, yeah, sure. It, yeah, and it muddies, it muddies up any sort of picture that you have of people pulling away. There is no pulling away there's right no now. There's no pulling away, not, with the, not the way that, that the standings are. It's, it's No, there's no pulling away this year. Um, just too tight, too condensed. Yeah, it seems like that. Uh, GBS says the result, uh, and he's talking about in Colorado, the result will be very important for the future for everyone. We have one last game, the Dallas and Seattle. It will be very important to beat Colorado in the next game. I think we need to think about six games, not just one. The first one is in Colorado, but we need to play well and get a good result. That was me explaining that, by the way, which is you need to think about Colorado, but also in terms of six games. And he's right. You well, need let's to take care of the first one first. First one first, but that's part of six. Right. And we understand right. it's part of six. 
Um, and that's sort of what he's saying. So, you know, whenever I say confusing, it sounds confusing. Oh, well, we're going to focus on this game, but we're also focused on all... You can't focus on both. You, you can. One is a subset of that six. And so that's sort of, I, I think, where they're looking and sort of how their mindset is. Uh, sometimes I worry with professional athletes um, whether or not you give them too much to think about if it, if it, if it hurts things. It hurts um, them. It, yeah, it could. It, it very well could. I mean, some guys, listen, some guys play play soccer, and that's all they do, and that's all they're ever going to do, and they're just soccer guys, and they're not going to win any IQ contests, and, you know, they could be very smart about soccer. They're just not smart about anything else, and you give them too much, and sometimes you can bog them down. Some guys... Some guys can handle Some though. guys can handle that and much more. Um, yeah. So it's always interesting how the coach sort of chooses to phrase it, whether or not he thinks his guys are capable of handling it or whether he has to narrow it down. Now, which players on the Galaxy do you <laughs> yeah, think... Yeah, nice try. Do, do you think can handle it and much more which i mean somebody like zlatan is is a very smart sort of guy he's yeah. a guy who tends to be singular focus anyway so you're not yeah. going to hurt him by telling him to think about six games he won't care i, mean, I had to know about about zlatan and his focus was how he got ready for that lafc return match at bank of california stadium i mean it was he one was, word answers he didn't want to talk during the weekly media scrum a couple weeks ago i mean he had his game face on early yeah. and then after the game he says he wants to play that team again yep. at Bank of California Stadium. If, yep. And when you're talking about somebody who's focused, that's the guy you're talking about. That's his goal. I'll that's tell you that's, that. That's his goal. He's thinking MLS Cup because he wants to train, but he knows he has to go through LAFC to do it. And so he knows that the goal is to meet them in the playoffs and knock them out. Right. And if the Galaxy especially do that. Especially at that stadium. Especially at that. He wants it. Um, and I, I think that's a sign of competitor. You talk about guys who can handle it. You know, Jonathan Dos Santos, smart guy. Um, I think that um, I think there's guys who you keep it away from, like Uriel and Tuna, which is sort of one game at a time. Think about what you're doing during sure. these first 15 minutes. Don't think about anything else. This is it. I think that, you know, Christian Pavone, because he's a younger kid. Also, same thing. This game only. Only think about this game, what you have to do in this game, and make that happen. I mean, some of the smarter guys, like David Bingham, you can, you can David certainly... David Bingham certainly... Uh, Sebastian Lugette. Pipo, Pipo Gonzalez Pipo is Gonzalez. one of those guys. I mean, Diego. Yeah. so Diego Polenta, in my mind, is more of a guy who's a focus on this game. And, you know, and speaking of uh, Polenta, as the season has, has gone on, he's impressed me more and more and more. I mean, I've, I've always said that I think Stairs has been our most consistent defender and Gonzalez has been the best one. Polenta is right there. Yeah. He really is right there. He's become really consistent. You know, I think with the Gonzalez having the horror game against Seattle, everybody sort of wow. wants to reframe how <laughs> he has been. But in my mind, um, again, I think he's been consistent. And, and I think that he's been, um, you know, an asset to the LA Galaxy back line. I think Dan Stairs has been the most consistent defender on that. And he even says team. good morning to us as he, as he walks by. See? So, I mean, that's always a good thing as well. I don't think he spoke English, but yeah, he's, you know. He's, he's, he's being friendly. He is. Every, everybody is. Uh, it, that whole back line seems, I feel like if you want a key to the Galaxy's success in terms of winning the next six games, it's to have the defense gel and come together and no that, doubt. that all works. I mean, that's an easy fix in terms of everybody goes, no, duh, Josh. That's the thing. You know, the likelihood of all those things. I think the offense is going to score goals. They seem like they're going to with Pavone and Fabio Alvarez and Antuna, possibly with Alessandrini come back, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. They're going to score goals. That's fine. If this defense can, can come together and limit their mistakes to one or two a game, um, I th really think that, you know, this, then all of a sudden this Galaxy team becomes the team that we've seen at moments where I you're agree. like, they're, they're you. unbeatable. Who's yes, going to beat are. them? Um, I think that's the team that the league fears. I think you pointed it out. Sophie has pointed that out. 
this team, when it's at the top of of its game, is one of, if not the best team in the league. And it's a team that nobody wants to face in the postseason. Which is crazy because they're not going to get any of the sort of respect of being that unless they start winning games like this because everybody's perfectly happy putting them in a box of inconsistent, which they, they'd be correct, inconsistent and a team that, you know, despite its, its talent, just hasn't been able to come together. Um, I get it. I get why they say that, and I get why they do that, and all those things make sense to me. I'm just, in my mind, the Galaxy are drastically underestimated and also probably overestimated at the same time, which probably puts them probably right where they're supposed to be. Um, but it's one of those things that, that we continue to keep an eye on. And if they fix things, then they, f I mean, if you fix that defensive issues, the defensive issues they've had that they didn't have at the beginning of the year, by the way. Um, if you fix those issues, I think the Galaxy suddenly became, become world beaters, and then who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna take them down? In your opinion, what is the best Galaxy backline? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, and I actually... How about Polenta uh, at left back? Well, so that's really where it comes down to. Because yeah. right now, I would argue that Felcher over Araujo, but it's not by a bunch, but it's by some, and it's going to be that way for the rest yeah. of this year. So Felcher is the right back. I think Steras and Gonzalez in the center are your two best center back pairings, and I think that they play well together, and that's something that probably should have happened in, in Seattle and didn't. Um, and Polenta I, on the left. And Polenta on the left. I agree. I agree. And and I don't think Polenta is as good a left back in terms of the attacking phase as Shelvick is. But because you think of the job he did on Carlos Vela. It's, wow. That's why. That's why you put him on the left side. That's why you do that. And and I think that the Galaxy, um, you know, can have success that again. If I could do anything, if I could go in and Guillermo gave me like 20 minutes to talk to the team, I would just basically go in there and I just bring the defense around. I'll be like, okay, listen, you're going to get your chances to go forward. I promise. But I need you to be patient. As in, if it's 0-0 zero, zero in the 70th minute, I'm a happy camper. All right? I want a zero on that back. Our offense will score goals. That's, 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 we know they'll score goals, whether it's on a counterattack or anything else. I don't need you always to be into the attack because when the Galaxy give the, turn the ball over in the center of midfield uh, and the, the, the outside backs are pressed forward, that's where the problems hit. Okay, um, with everybody healthy and available, and you have a lineup card. Guillermo wants you to, to mark it up. Who's your ideal starting 11? So Zlatana. Okay, so we'll start from the back. Yeah. Uh, so Bingham, uh, then we go left back, which is Polenta, Gonzalez, Steras, and Felcher. I go with, right now, I would go with Corona, or not Corona, excuse me. I would go with Jonathan Dos Santos and Sebastian Legette in the center of midfield. I would go Fabio Alvarez on top of them, so that would be over top. On the right side, everybody's healthy. I put Ramon Alessandrini. On the left side, it would be Christian Pavon, uh, and then Zlatan Ibrahimovic up top. I don't I think that's... I think that'd be my... My, uh, Nobody's going to disagree. Well. There's, that's not a disagreeable. That's not something. That, and if you do disagree, you, I don't know. Maybe you want Joe Corona over Sebastian Legette. Maybe you want to move. Uh, I don't. There's something. There's somebody who will disagree, and I'll be like, okay, sure, whatever. It's fine. You can you can believe that. I just think that that's the starting eleven. That's like, that's like one of those things. If you're predicting a lineup when everybody's healthy, it's the easiest thing in the world because you know who the best players are, and you're like, this is who I would probably put out there. Could somebody say that they would put Shelvick out as left back as a starter um, over? Polenta in that particular formation, I can't say that anybody would. No, um, and I like I like uh, Jorgen Schelvik a lot more than most people probably do. But that being said, actually, he hasn't played too badly lately. He, he really hasn't. I mean, he's been okay. It's tough. It's always tough to say. You know, he has for yeah. him. He's played better, and I think yes, that's that's, yes. that's the that's that's the best way to put it. Right for him, he's played better. Um, I would, if you have to play him, I trust him right now. I mean, you pull, you play him. I'm not going to play anybody else at that position right now. Um, now, this ideal lineup we just talked about, you think we'll see that 
in a Galaxy game before the end of the season? Maybe Houston. I mean, maybe, maybe that's maybe it. Maybe Houston? Maybe. I don't think okay. it's going to happen before that. You may see it on the field in terms of uh, Alessandrini coming in off the bench and okay. then making that, that lineup. Um, it's I just, think it's a hell of a lineup myself. It's it's Alessandrini is the, sort of the toss-up and all that. And yeah. if it's not him, then it's Antuna, um, you know, either on the right or the left and however you want to do it for, you know, Pavone. And uh, by the way, Oriel Antuna did score for Mexico in the uh, in the game against the United States. Um, that was a 3 nothing win by Mexico. Um, Jonathan Dos Santos played that I game. missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I've I have not. Been I heard able it to, was brutal. I'm glad I, I missed it. I have not been able to muster a lot of uh, U.S. men's national team watching as of late, and mostly just because I get busy with Galaxy and I do all that stuff as well. But um, you know, I think Mexico is fun to watch. So that's 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 what I like to see. They have a very good coach um, now. It's yeah, about and, time. And Jonathan Dos Santos in there, Oriel and Tuna. So they're they're sort of the more fun one to focus on if you're a Galaxy <laughs> fan uh, right now. All right, uh, let's see. I think we're about ready to get. Are, do you want to get ready for this Colorado game? I mean, I was I was gonna throw you into the fire and say I you say do you want to do a, dr- a dramatic? I'll try to intro? do an intro. I've been thinking about it since I was driving over here and I and I dined on a nice uh, ham hamburger fries and diet coke and I think I can do it. You think you can do it? I think I can do it. If I if I screw up, then just edit the thing out and just you yeah, know. There's z- zero chance of that ever happening. Yeah. By the way, all right. So uh, then the LA Galaxy facing off against the Colorado Rapids. Mr. Larry Morgan out on Twitter is here with your dramatic intro. This year, it's been the wild, wild west in Major League Soccer with seven teams separated by no more than four points. With the Galaxy sitting in eighth place, they look to improve their playoff position on Wednesday in Commerce City, Colorado against the much improved Colorado Rapids. Watch it and hope. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it and hope. I like that. Watch it and hope. Okay, good. Very good. All right. Watch it and pray. I don't know. Either one. No, yeah. I mean, whatever. You know, I'm not editing it. It doesn't matter. We're not, you know, I'm just, I'm going to make sure that plays exactly that way. Watch it and keep your fingers crossed. Fingers crossed the whole time. Let's see how that goes. All right. So uh, the LA Galaxy 13, 12, and 3, 42 points uh, up against the Colorado Rapids 9, 14, and 6, 33 points. The Galaxy on the road this year, 4, 8, and 2, 14 points. Uh, The Colorado Rapids at home this year, 7, 6, and 2 for 23 points. Uh, the streaks, however, are in the opposite direction. The Colorado Rapids have a two-game winning streak, which is interesting. Two shutouts in a row. Two nothing, two, two nothing wins. Uh, one over the Red Bulls and one over Seattle. Again, Seattle. we talked about Seattle being uh, heavily undermanned in that particular game, but nonetheless, they, that's hey, that two was nothing a win. win is a two nothing win. That's I don't care for the, I don't care if it's against a blind school. It's a two nothing <laughs> win. It is absolutely a, a two nothing win. Uh, the LA Galaxy are winless in three and have just two wins in their last eight games. Oh, two and two in your last four. Oh, that's a, that's Overall. a tough one. Last win for the LA Galaxy was 8-14, August 14th versus FC Dallas. If it's that's a month. month. Yeah, that's it's been a, a month. month. Um, last loss for the LA Galaxy, obviously 9-1 at Seattle. And then um, you had the Colorado Rapids win just this weekend, 9-7 versus Seattle. So I Much think, improved under a new head coach. Uh, that's right, Robin Frazier. you Frazier's. were going to tell us about. I am. Uh, Robin Frazier, the new head coach for uh, the Colorado Rapids, was, of course, an LA Galaxy player from 1996 One to 2000. Of the original members, yeah. Uh, defender, 
29 appearances, one goal, I think, was uh, was what he had. But yeah, he had so, in other words, he wasn't exactly an offensive threat. <laughs> no, but he was a he was a very, a very good, good defender, defender. Very good defender. Yeah, uh, he's now the head coach for the Rapids. Of course, what is is slash was a former head coach for him, Chivas USA in 2011 and 2012. I don't know if I want to have that on my resume. He he's been an assistant coach a bunch. Of, Larry and I were talking about this before we started, and he's been an assistant coach uh, for a bunch of different teams uh, up in Toronto and uh, in a bunch of other places that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But uh, he's a guy who really should probably be a head coach um, and and is a really, uh, I, I think, who could be a really good addition for the Colorado Rapids um, and, and what they're doing. So anyway, so Robin Frazier has his team now after he's taken over with two wins in a row, uh, winning at New York Red Bull, which was a good win for them on the road at New York, um, and then coming back at home and beating, like we said, a, a heavily undermanned um, Seattle Sounders team. Now, uh, there is a youngster who made uh, who made waves over this last weekend. I want to uh, hear you pronounce this guy's I, name I was, again, Josh. I was going to say, I'm gonna, I'll get there eventually. He's a forward, uh, number 99, by the way. Number nine, little Gretzky love. Uh, I was going to say, Wayne Gretzky in, uh, in shorts? And yeah, it's, uh, it's Andre Shinyashiki, um, who is a, uh, a rookie, a possible rookie of the year candidate, um, as he came out of, I believe, um, he came out of Denver, the University of Denver, I University believe. Denver. Yeah, and he was drafted. I never uh, heard of this guy until you brought him up today. Yeah, drafted fifth overall. Uh, he's, wow. uh, he's originally, by the way, from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. So uh, certainly has some flair. And his left-footed close-angle shot was a thing of freaking beauty this weekend. If you go back and watch it, he got he got a brace in the game against Seattle, and, and the last one was a tap-in and a good square ball across, and, and all that was great. But the, the tight angle, I think left-footed shot that he was able to send up and sort of over uh, Stephen Fry from Seattle on the near side was just absolutely great. So they're going to have him. Um, and is he a big guy or a small guy? He doesn't look that big. No. Um, he is, let's see, 5'9". Yeah, five nine. yeah. so somebody I'm taller than. I mean, you know. that I'm taller than that, too. I was going to say, you and Zlatan are usually the two tallest people. I can in look the Zlatan. Room. I'm one of the few people who can look Zlatan right in the eye. Which is a scary proposition to be that high up. That lack of al- of oxygen and have to stare down the lion right there as as it goes. Um, so anyway, so the Colorado Rapids, as we said, have, are sort of a, a much improved team. Um, you you've seen sort of their lineups uh, mold, and that's sort of the whole big thing is that with Robin Frazier there now, it's sort of hard to predict exactly who he's going to start because it seems like he is pushing guys into different places and doing different things. Um, and so you know this game ends up being sort of a more of a question mark than probably the Galaxy would like it to be uh, just because Robin Frazier's come in, new tactics, new coach, uh, sort of some shifts and some lineups and things that are going on right there. Um, and for the Colorado Rapids, despite the fact that uh, they are currently in 20th overall place in the Supporters Shield, they have 33 points, Larry. I mean, if they really decided to win every single game from here on out after they've already won, I'm not saying they could be out of the playoffs. They could be in this playoff race pretty quickly. I don't think it'll happen, though. It's I don't just, think it'll happen either. It's such a long shot. It's, it is. I don't think it's going to happen. It is. They'd but have to, they can make a lot of trouble for their opponents. Absolutely. And so uh, you have the Colorado. I think the, the, the plus for the LA Galaxy here is the Galaxy have had 10 days off, uh, which is good going into a high-altitude game uh, against the Colorado have, Rapids. Now, having been there at that stadium, can you feel the altitude Any, in the stands? Anywhere you go in Colorado, you can feel the altitude. And you don't feel it. I at least don't feel it right away. It's not like when you're getting off the jet bridge and you're like, oh, God, it's killing me. No, no, no. It's about 25, 30 minutes after that where you're just walking or you're sitting and all of a sudden you go, I'm not breathing. Why am I not breathing? And you're like, oh, okay. okay. You know, and it's tough to sleep sometimes the first night that you're yeah. there. So that's why the Galaxy going in on Tuesday night. You know, Some people say just fly in on Wednesday. I'll tell you right now, with the thunderstorms that they have right now at this time of year – 
uh, you have to fly in on Tuesday because you might not fly in on Tuesday. You might have to fly in Wednesday morning, and you wouldn't want to get knocked no. out of those different things. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good. This is Zlatan's first time in Colorado. Um, the last time they played there, he was not he was not available. He was not, I think he was suspended he was for the All Star game. I think right. that was the All Star game suspension. So uh, he's never played in Colorado, so he'll have that. Uh, if you expect him to be, uh, let's see, uh, frugal with his running, uh, expect him to be a little more frugal with his running against Colorado, uh, and, and just sort of what that thinks. I mean, you know, Christian Pavone the first time sort of going um, up to altitude with with Colorado or at Colorado. I mean, both of these games, the Colorado and the RSL game, are altitude games, and they're more difficult because of that. Um, and everybody knows knows that uh so which one is higher uh, have you any idea denver is higher denver is higher okay. yeah yeah um i think commerce city shows you what i know about our country i geography. think i think commerce city is like right around uh it's probably under the mile high but it's not much under the mile high so it's like maybe 5100 it could be somebody will look it up and tell me i'm wrong uh denver sits down in sort of a bowl but the actual mile high is drawn on the colorado rockies upper deck you can see it and so that's where the mile oh, high okay. actually is okay um so commerce city is probably high it's probably over that mile high so it's probably around 5280 feet somewhere right in there um so that one and i believe salt lake is like at four thousand. again nobody quote me this is off the top of my head but i believe colorado is higher um so so that's uh so you'll see the effects of that um and as far as availability we've talked about it uh you know sebastian legette probably not going to play it looks like jonathan dos santos at least from up guillermo said not going to play um but antuna uh, Felcher uh, and Gonzalez all seem like they are. It'll be good to have are, Gonzalez back. At, least, likely, him. at yeah, least him. Are likely to play. Um, I, I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like both with Antuna and his age, even if he played 90 minutes the day before, that you could still probably get some time out of him. And with Felcher, who usually doesn't play for Venezuela, you could probably get some time out of him. But obviously, that's something you can all watch on Tuesday night um, to watch, find those games and then see if those guys play. And that'll sort of be your, your big uh, determining factor of, of whether or not they play and how they play and all that fun stuff. So uh, certainly interesting. Again, the LA Galaxy play against the Colorado Rapids coming up on September 11th, 6 p.m. Pacific time kickoff. Uh, Spectrum Sportsnet is where you can find it at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch it. I'll be at an Elton John concert that night. Elton, the real Elton John? Real or like Elton a John, cover? My, my third time seeing him live, he'll be playing in uh, at the Honda Center in Anaheim. I'll be, I will be there. So you'll be seeing the Rocket Man himself, huh? Rocket Man himself. I'll have to watch the Galaxy. Hopefully there will be some highlights the next day <laughs> highlights I'm, highlights I'm fairly confident that they will get a positive result i mean that's okay so if you had to put a percentage on them winning in terms of what percentage would you give a win a draw and a loss wow i mean you have a hundred percent so you divide that up however you want wow um boy that's i would so i'll, I'll start while you okay, think sure, okay sure. just because I'll, I'll i'll make it up i think they i think winning i think maybe give them a 60 percent chance 60 you think it's that high God, yeah, I, I wouldn't even put it over fifty percent. No, I don't. I just don't have that. It's just a tough place to play. I think, maybe. I would. I would probably go in the forty percent range 40% of them range. winning. Now, getting a result in my mind is like an eighty percent, right? Okay. So I go forty percent on the I, win. I can see that. Forty percent sure. on the draw, and okay. then you know a twenty percent. Uh, yeah, twenty percent chance of, of of losing. Of losing. I just don't okay, see. I it doesn't feel like a loss. Now, after for the first five minutes and Colorado scores seven goals or something, I, you could you could reevaluate that. Then it might be a loss. Yeah, it very well could be. So anyway, that's what we have okay. uh, on the docket. And of course, uh, we will have a show, a live show on Thursday. The Hammer is scheduled to be in. And Eric will fill this seat much more than me. Uh, is that just wow. Saying? Just kick the man while he's down. I know. I'm good. sorry, I already Eric. did it once. I was once. just kidding, Eric. I already I'm, did it once. But I'm now sorry. He's gonna be, I should talk. Yeah, he's going to be texting you nasty things now. He's going to be angry. Or Sophie will, will fill this seat. I don't know. I don't know. No, she's way too skinny. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. It was definitely Eric. You were right. No, it was fine. I'm sorry, uh, Eric. <laughs> we love you. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, again, the LA Galaxy coming up on uh, September 11th, 6 p.m. kickoff time on Wednesday. Don't forget Sports the Sporting Night. KC game on Sunday. That's right. And we will have a full recap and a preview uh, available for you on that Thursday night live show. So make sure you stick around for that. All right. Uh, I think that are you good, Larry? I'm fine, sir. Thank you again okay. for having me on here. It's always a pleasure. Always great having you uh, in the studio. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you again. I tried very my soon. best to, uh, to make up for Panda's absence and... Hopefully I succeeded. I, I think you did. At least part of the way. I think you did. I think you did. Right. Thanks, All thanks right. again. Yep, absolutely. All right. If you're looking for Mr. Larry Morgan on Twitter, on Twitter, he's not there, so don't look for him. It does. It won't help you at all. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he was. He's, there's nothing there. Don't don't go there. He's not on Twitter. That's not how it works. Uh, if you're looking for uh, uh, any of his articles, though, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find all of his great writings. Uh, look for my stuff over on cornerofthegalaxy.com. And if you're looking for me on Twitter at jsman or at Galaxy Podcast. All right. I think that about does it for our show for tonight. Uh, the LA Galaxy play on Wednesday. The LA Galaxy play on Sunday. We'll have full coverage from all those games. So for Mr. Larry Morgan on Twitter, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.